This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 75, we're going to talk about a topic I wish we weren't talking about, but we need to, and we're going to be looking at online resources to teach about the coronavirus. I started following what was happening with the coronavirus right back in January. This is not because I'm usually interested in viruses, but I am the coach for the Disease Detectives event for Science Olympiad, which obviously covers the topics of epidemiology. And with something new like this, we have learned, I've been coaching for years, whatever is in the news tends to come up on the tests this, the students get. And in fact, we did do one invitational and uh, it was literally the only thing that really was covered in the test. So I started following and watching data and reading about it and making sure that the students knew all the facts. And then, of course, it started becoming a bigger and bigger deal. Once it started reaching um, the mainline media, then things got interesting. We found that there were a lot of discrepancies in how things were described and how things were perceived. I started seeing things popping up in my Facebook feed, telling me that I needed to stockpile all kinds of things, and I needed these kind of survival tools and various other things. And so we've reached the point where we need to be able to separate out the hype, to separate out the hysteria, to separate out the false facts. There's also all these kind of crazy false remedies that are that are out there, and um, I've even gone and checked some of them on Snopes just to make sure that I wasn't being unnecessarily uh, dismissive of them. And so today in this episode, I want to try and give you some resources, first of all, that I think you can go to to find out what's happening. And secondly, resources you can use for your children. Now, um, the one thing you know you could perhaps talk to them about is how to identify fake news and how to figure out what is is actual credible information and what are just people's opinions. I did run a, um, an episode on this, episode 58, is how to teach your kids to identify fake news, and you might find that useful to listen to and to use some of those resources before you even get into this topic with your children. Now, the first couple of websites I'm going to talk about are really where places that I think you can get facts. I am no expert. As I said, all I do is coach the event. I am this is not my field in any way, it's just something I've had to be involved in for the last couple of years. But I feel fairly confident that these are reasonably good places to go and find information. Obviously, you may disagree, but at least just take a look and see what you think. So the first place I'm going to say to you to go to is the World Health Organization. They are much more on top of what's happening, I believe, than the CDC. CDC seems to be lagging a couple of days or more in um, the information that it's putting out. Whereas that's, you know, I keep seeing that all the um, suggestions being on the World Health Organization website first. I particularly am looking at the situation report. 
um, you can go and see a situation report for each day and you can go right back to the beginning and trace it as it goes and it tells you how many new cases there are and how many new deaths there are and how many total there are for each region of the world. It used to even show you broken down for um, uh, China in each province but now that there are so few new uh, um, confirmations in China they've just included China with the rest but it does show you how things are progressing and you they also give you interesting information about um, uh, just generally what's going on often at the top and at the bottom they will have more info that you can look at as well you've probably heard the term flatten the curve a lot and you may have seen various graphs um, you may or may not understand what they're talking about but there is a good website literally called flattenthecurve.com. I'm going to have links to, by the way, to all these um, things that I mentioned in today's episode. They're all going to be in the show notes, which you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And I realize some of these will be very hard to find without the link, just because they're kind of long. But I will try and spell out some of them too. And um, But I say you can go and find the links. Anyway, there they will show what they're talking about by flattening the curve. And this is somebody who is in the field and can explain it um, in scientific terms and the suggestions they give which I thought there's some really practical suggestions even down at the end you'll see they simply say now when you understand everything sort of live your life and enjoy what what you have which um, I'm just kind of paraphrasing it's been a few days since I looked at it but in general I think that's a good site then my son sent us he used to actually be on the disease detective event and he sent us a medium article which is really good so it's medium.com and the person writing it is T-O-M-A-S-P-U-E-Y-O. So it's at his name, Thomas Puyo. But the actual, um, you can just also Google for Coronavirus Act Today and you'd probably find it. And they explain there using history and using mathematical um, uh, data. Well, they, they, you'll see they have like graphs and projections and things. They explain why we have to take such serious measures soon and that the longer we leave it, the worse it will be. And um, I, I liked it because they did also do some historical comparisons to similar things and see how different places reacted and what made the difference. So it, it brings in your math, your history, um, and then just, you know, various suggestions too. And so you may want to show your kids, you might not want to read the whole article with them, depending on how old they are, depending on how much they can cope with. But you can at least learn some facts for yourself and share it on with them. A very good visual representation is on worldometers, spelled literally world, O, and then M-E-T-E-R-S, dot info. And if you go to find their one, their coronavirus slash country slash US. So just basically look for the coronavirus by country. And not only US, but you can also see the, the other countries in um, who really are having a bad time of it. So Italy, Iran, France is on there. And you can click on each of them and there are graphs. And those graphs show you how many new cases there are per day. Because that's what you really want to see going down. You need the new cases to be going down so that there is just not this huge overload. Whereas at the moment, you will see that as I'm recording it, almost every country in the world is having more and more new cases every day. Instead of keeping it flat or going down. But there is hope there because that's what I always go to look at. China's one really has come down and those little graphs that you'll see there, those are called epi curves and you really want it to sort of hit the top and then come down and keep going down. And you'll see that it is that um, for South Korea, it has also, they've turned the corner literally and are coming down too. 
Um, Johns Hopkins University has some useful information. You can go look at that too. And then another place to find charts is, this is meant to be for bloggers who are talking about it and want to actually include some, some charts and graphs in it. But I think it's really useful for anybody. And this, uh, um, let's give a shout out to um, a blogger and podcaster friend, Mark Schaefer. He actually uh, shared this link. It's blog.datarapper, as in W-R-A-P-P-E-R dot D-E, and then slash coronavirus charts. And they just have lots and lots of different charts. And some of these are, are, are great because you can actually see the amount of people that have recovered as well, which isn't in some of these. So sometimes you just kind of see the cumulative effect and forgetting that some are recovered. The World of Media does actually give those figures. They show how many have recovered. It's not all in the graphs, but the data is there at the top. So you can also see that and start to see. So like in China, for instance, having very few new cases a day. But at this point, when I looked yesterday, it was just under 10,000 active cases still. Um, and about a third of those are in critical condition. Then there is a simulation um, in the Washington Post has this, uh, and literally if you type in um, Coro uh, um, Corona Simulator Washington Post, it should come up. And they have a little simulation showing the different ways of trying to stop the virus. So just leaving it, just to spread, um, having a complete lockdown, having some social distancing and having more social distancing and how each of those different things actually helps. And uh, it's, it's a great sort of visual picture of what's going on. You could also look at your state website to see what's going on in your state. I don't know anybody else's state. But obviously, I'm looking at my own. But Tennessee has a good website that is updated at 2 p.m. Central Time. And on that, you it actually tells us in which county. And it also gives you even by demographic, by ages, um, as to who's getting ill. Right. That's it for just trying to educate yourself. Um I just look at those and I've, by the way, limited myself now to really looking at it uh, at about five o'clock every day because then everything is updated and I look at it once and um, feel depressed or sometimes a little bit hopeful when I see some countries getting on top of things and talk to my husband about it and then we move on because I think you can't just keep on focusing on this. We have to try and look at other things in our lives. So obviously in this episode, I'm not really saying to you how to deal with this. I'm just trying to give you some tools as you deal with it in your family and you can decide how much you want to share and show your kids. Um, then I'm going to talk about, now these are some sites that you can use for your children. First of all, brainpop.com has made a whole lot all about um, coronavirus free and you will see these uh, little interactive quizzes as well as little videos that explain it and these are good for, for you, sort of younger, um, your upper elementary say and even younger kids to have a look at. I would always suggest look at it first yourself and then share it with your children. But I will give the link to that as well in the um, show notes. The Newzella, which we actually heard about from Dr. Monica Burns a couple of weeks ago on the episode where I interviewed her, she introduced us to Newzella. And it's a place where you can find newspaper reports written at uh, a specific different age levels. And so there is a good place to send your kids if you want them to be able to read a news report for themselves. Again, um, I can't say that they're all going to be perfectly accurate and you can go and have a look before you share it with them, but that will give them access to info at their own reading level. NPR has a comic book explaining the coronavirus. Again, um, if you just kind of put in NPR 
and it's literally called Just for Kids, a comic exploring the coronavirus, if you just Google that or use my show notes. And you can actually print this off or they can just look at it online. TED Ed has a playlist. This I definitely have to, you just have to go and either Google it. It's actually, you, you can Google it because it's called Humans versus Viruses on YouTube. So it has a general thing about different viruses, not just coronavirus, but it gives kids the idea as to how viruses work and how we can get on top of them, how they spread, all that kind of thing. So those are also good just to see the bigger picture of viruses. Then um, Scholastic at classroommagazines.scholastic.com slash support slash coronavirus.html. So probably if you just look for scholastic.com and coronavirus, they have um, a lot of different resources and they're grouped by age, which is really useful. So no matter what age your kid is, you can find something appropriate there. They have, for example, um, an infographic on hands and how our hands can carry dirt and germs and things. There are also videos and articles describing how our bodies fight illness. And finally, I want to give you two resources from Funder Funder, our show sponsors, Chemistry Teacher. You will find these both at kristenmoonscience.com. The first one is The Peculiar Life of a Virus, and the second one is The Importance of Washing Your Hands. Now, the fun thing about both of these is that they're actually ones that you can use as a little mini unit study. She actually has hands-on experiments you can do, so you can actually show your kids why they should be washing their hands. So if you're getting kids who are complaining bitterly about washing their hands so much, she actually has an experiment that you can do with them that will show them why. Um, she has different resources in there, videos and various other things, and it's really well laid out, and I would highly suggest that. And of course, we have older kids and looking for a chemistry teacher, do check out Funder Funders uh, online chemistry class for next year. So next week, I'm going to be focusing for one more week on the coronavirus, but this time I'm going to be talking about things you can do at home while you can't actually get out and about in public. So it's going to be just giving you more resources. I know there's hundreds of them being thrown around right now. It'll all be in one place. And I'll just give you some that hopefully you haven't heard about, and just some new ideas while you won't be able to perhaps do all the things you normally can do. I would ask you that perhaps you share this episode with friends, particularly share the whole uh, podcast with friends who may be having to homeschool their kids for the first time because the schools are closed. As of recording this, there went 39 states had closed schools, and so there are a lot of parents who are not used to having their kids at home. You by now hopefully listened to a few of different episodes of mine, and you'll know that there are a lot of my episodes which deal with free online tools. And this is something that you can share with your friends so they can encourage their kids to be playing educational games. You know, I've got a lot of episode on those. They could be engaged with being creative, um, creating videos and graphics. And again, you know, I have episode on those. So you could maybe just pass this on, start sharing it on Facebook and um, wherever else you share things so that the newly become homeschoolers can actually get access to some of the things that you perhaps know about in, in one place and uh, encourage them to even join our Facebook group where we can actually help them. Our Facebook group is Homeschooling with, with Technology Community and we're welcoming all the new homeschoolers there as well as those who've been doing it for a while. And of course, as always, I would love a rating and review on um, Apple Podcasts and wherever else you might get these uh, the podcasts. Well, that's it. 
stay inside, stay healthy, and uh, we'll meet again next week, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.